Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Chesty. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capocaco. Then you've tuned to the right place. Let's go Rangers Radio. Took care of the Buffalo Sabres at home last night, three to one, to keep their playoff chances alive. Alive, we're still alive, folks. That's all we can do. Bruins won, makes it a little tricky, obviously, with them winning. But guess who's losing a lot lately? And we happen to be playing them the next two games, and that's the New York Islanders. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the the mighty New York Islanders are struggling. They've uh, lost in three straight. Can't get any points. So, yeah, we're chasing the Bruins. And, yeah, we still got two big games coming up against them at the end. But there's a possibility that over the next four, two at the Islanders and then two at the Caps, hey, that could be some series at the end there. It's two two game set, I should say. But, you know, let's not jump too far ahead, right? Paulie getting a little too crazy. Can't deal with this right now. We're so close, but yet so far at the same time. But anyway. We'll see what happens. A lot going on here. So, again, Rangers win 3-1 last night. Take care of business. Um, win the two games against the Sabres. That's all they can do. Obviously, a little bump in the road there. Um, losing to the Islanders and Phillies in between the Devil Series and the two-game set with the Sabres. And they actually picked up a, a win there against the Flyers, too, in the, in the two-game set. But, um, you know, that's all we can do, man. You can look back at the whole season and say, oh, what could have been, you know, a couple of mistakes here and there, a couple of wins they should have won. So on and so forth. But it doesn't matter. They're, they're actually, they're still in it. They have not been officially eliminated. They got a good chance. And they kind of control their own destiny here a little bit. And guess what, folks? You know who we're going to talk to about it today? I'm going to keep my intro short today for you guys. All right? Because Colin Stevenson from Newsday is going to hang with me here. And I'm going to give him more my time than, than me. Okay? Because Colin knows what he's talking about. Me, not so much. So uh, very happy to uh, have Colin join me here uh, this afternoon for you guys. And whenever you guys tune in tonight, tomorrow, before the game tomorrow night against the Islanders, hope you guys check it in. Um, Colin's going to be here with me. And uh, looking forward to talking to Colin. We'll get into, uh, you know, the game. How they've been playing last week. What he thinks about going forward. Um, I got a couple questions, too. I want to get into uh, Laffy as well. Because I love that kid. And I, I think we just... There's so much to look forward to. In addition to all the kids in this roster, I don't care what anybody says. We're just, you know, you just have to love what's going on. You, you we want to get in the playoffs. It's just captain obvious stuff. We've said it over and over. We're all, we're all excited here. We got two. I mean, you can't ask for more if you're a Rangers fan, right? Two huge games coming up with the Islanders, and they need the point. They want the points. I mean, the last couple of games we played, you know, were, were great games too. Obviously, the stinker we we laid out, but sometimes you need that punch in the face. So the Islanders gave us a great punch in the face. Didn't bounce back against the Flyers, obviously, in, in the following game. But, you know, 
It's a crazy season. It's not a regular season. It's just not normal stuff. Game in, game out, every other night. These guys are tired, mentally tired. I'm going to ask Colin about that, too. He's following these guys every day. I want to see if he sees anything that maybe I'm not seeing or you are not seeing or whatever. But, um, hey, look. You know? This is the thing. Where are we going to be as Ranger fans if they don't make it into the playoffs? Are we content with this season? All of it? Are we going to, I mean, you know if we get eliminated, we're going to break something in the house. We're going to throw something across the room and hopefully not injure anybody in our household because we're passionate and we love these guys. And we see the potential. And man, could you imagine seeing these guys in a seven-game series against anyone, all healthy, all hands on deck, this whole season, you know, it all comes, it just all comes forward. You know, it's kind of like, you know, it's, we're back again where they were in 2019, that week after beating Dallas, going into Colorado, COVID shuts the league down. And then, pew, we, we, we didn't know. Were they going to make the playoffs? They were playing so well. They were cohesive. They were hanging out. They were hugging, loving each other like they're doing now, especially when they win. Laughing in charge of the hug department here with the New York Rangers. And that's okay. It's good stuff. But man, they're, they're, they're close. And it just, you know, what else can you ask for? You want to get in, but you know, they beat the Islanders. They got to win the two games. The Islanders now are actually in the position that the pressure's on them now. If they were to lose these two games to the Rangers, the Rangers would have picked up four points, not only on, you know, the Bruins and their chance of getting the playoffs, but on the Islanders. I don't even know what the rest of the Islanders schedule is after we play them. can imagine some, I, I don't know. I'm not even going to look. Because I don't care. And we shouldn't care too. We just need to try and plow through these two games with these guys. Get the points. Get two points. Get anything. Push these guys to the break. This is going to be awesome. Or it could be just completely devastating. Because obviously if the Islanders win these two games. Or split with us. Depending on what happens in, in Boston. Uh, with the with how they do over the weekend, too. I mean, it could be equally as crushing. And you know what? That's all right, too. It's been a long time since the Islander Rangers rivalry has really meant anything or, you know, been gut-wrenching like this. I can't stand them. Can't stand them. And that's awesome because I can't wait to play them. You know, you're finally starting to, you know, see these. And I love and respect Barry Trotz. You got to respect Lou Lamorello, you know. But, man... Wouldn't you love, wouldn't you love to be a part of the demise of this the end of this Islander season? We can do it. Not me and you personally, but Rangers have a chance here. You know, they've, they've been doing different things in all these different games. There's different aspects going on, whether they, you know, they're blowing somebody out, um, you know, firing all cylinders or struggling out of the gate in a period or two. I mean, that's the thing. You got to find a way to play a full 60-minute game. And, and if the Rangers can put that together here, and they have to, six games left, they have to play 60 minutes, full 60 each game. Whether that's physically and mentally possible, who knows? And the, um, the guys, the, the teams they're going up against are just all monsters, all three of them. Islanders, Capitals, and Boston. And all three of those teams... Even though they're in, they want to make sure they stay in and they want to get that first or second spot. And look at the Penguins. Man, now they're first in the division. Who would have seen that? 
I tell you what, whoever the four teams that come out of this division, one way or the other, and hopefully the Rangers are part of that. This is going to be some some playoff divisional playoffs. It's going to be incredible. I mean, it's just four great teams, and the fact that the Pens now, and everybody knows this. You know, as long as you got Sid in the lineup, and Tang, you know, and Malkin back. I mean, it's just they're just uh, until those guys are knocked out, they're still always a threat. They're always a problem. Could you imagine another, you know, a, um, a Capitals Penguin series with Sid and and Ovi and and Malkin here and Backstrom? You know, they're young guys compared to me. I'm an old man. But as far as hockey's concerned and, and what these guys have done and playoffs and championships and everything else, they're going to all be looking at each other in the locker room saying, hey, this might be the last run. So you, you have to figure the, the playoff series are just going to be unbelievable. If the Islanders get in, they know because of how close they got last year. They know they just got to go. They got to go for it. They got nothing to lose. They made the trades, you know. This team is good. It's going to be good for them next couple of years, next few years here in Long Island. But they're going to be having some adjustments. And there's a good core of the guys here on this island. The team is not going to be here maybe next year and the year after that. And then the Boston Bruins. The Boston Bruins. Just an incredibly talented, experienced team from coach to netminder and everything in between. And they seem to all be healthy now and playing really well. So I, I I don't know, man. It's almost like you know I, I tweeted that last night. I said maybe 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 you forget about the Bruins right now and just make sure you beat the hell out of the Islanders these next two games, get the four points, and then you roll the dice against the Caps, and if and then you're either in a situation where the Islanders maybe go south, Rangers pull above them. I know it's crazy talk, but what the hell? And then we get to Boston. Who knows? Maybe those two games aren't important. Maybe they are. I mean, they will be one way or the other as far as positioning and everything else. But that's what we got to look forward to. Six six more games in this weird, wacky 2021 New York Rangers season. And we've seen it all. We've seen stuff we never thought we were going to see. As far as off the ice stuff, as far as just lineup changes, Guys coming in, guys we wanted to see, guys, you know, Jack Johnson, drink, for old time's sake. Imagine, remember the uproar about Jack Johnson coming to this team? Not not even a, nothing. Done. Gone. And then you think about everything, a Kratzoff coming in. Zach Jones here at the end of the season getting in. Seeing uh, Capo and Laffy play and, and everything else, and Heedle and all the young guys. And the other guys have stepped in, and Blackwell and Rooney. The guys in the back line, Lindgren, Smith, Foxy, you go on and on. And then our main guys, you know, Kreider, Mika, Panarin. We get to watch that guy every night. This guy's phenomenal. And it's rare. It's very rare. Like that Islander game when they got blown out 6-1. It's very rare that he's just not involved in in a, in a game. And when he is taken out, I mean, it, it, as Panarin goes, the Rangers go. But hey, anyway. You know, look, it's all, it's all, we all know what the Rangers have to do. We all get to watch. We've got six games left here. Man, it'll be something else if they get in. You'd love to see this group just even get around, get the experience, get in there. I hope more than anything, and I think they will. I, 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 I would hope at this point with six games left, some breathing room, 
some spaces in between the games. I, I think maybe the Capitals are back-to-back, but I think the Islanders and Rangers is a day in between, and I think Boston's a day in between. But they've got a little bit of breathing room as far as, you know, how they can take take these games on. And that's it, man. And I think, you know, if you're watching the game last night and you saw on the power play, too, the way Quinn was just, he was running Stromer, Kreider, uh, Mika, Panarin, and Foxy out there. Pretty much for the full two. Just to make sure they, they, they threw everything and get to get those two points last night. But everybody's everybody's playing good. It's not perfect hockey. They're a young team. It's been a weird season. A lot of new guys coming into the lineup here at the end, trying to figure out how to get all these guys in there. You know, I think they're as a as an organization, as a team here, you have to look back at this year and, and be happy with everything. And if you look back at you know all all the fifty some odd games here, fifty games in the books now, six to go, and what could have been, but it doesn't matter. You know, the, these guys, we got a great future with this team. You know, I think Quinn's going to be okay. You know, next year is, is going to be a bigger deal. We go back to normal schedule, traveling, different teams, coaches, systems, all that other stuff. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how this team goes forward, expansion draft, who stays, who goes. But the Rangers, that's all good problems. They're going to be fine. So I did promise earlier that I was going to keep this short, right? So, um, look, thanks for hanging with me here at Go Rangers Radio uh, for the last couple of weeks, obviously uh, changing things up here. And um, depending on how the team does here, obviously we'll definitely doing a <clears throat> one more, one more, at least two more shows, and hopefully we're doing a, a playoff preview show here, and I will go from there. But thank you guys so much for sticking with me, uh, and continue to follow, subscribe, and share, and, and, and let everybody else know about the podcast. And because uh, even no matter what happens here next week or two with the Rangers, season ends, uh, we're definitely coming back here next year as well. I'll be here. Looking forward to it. Uh, you guys have been amazing the last couple of years in terms of hanging out with the brand here and, and the shows and me and Katie and stuff. It's been a lot of fun. So we'll uh, we'll keep uh, moving forward. I'll keep the show and the brand going forward. As long as you guys keep listening, I'll keep hanging around and, and keep uh, making the show fun for you guys. So, again, thanks so much for you, to you guys uh, for hanging with me here and uh, continue to support the show. Well, all right, it's time to bring our special guest on Go Rangers Radio today, and that is sports columnist and longtime beat writer for the New York Rangers manager, Colin Stevenson. Colin, good day to you. Welcome aboard Go Rangers Radio. How are you? Uh, I'm great, great. Thanks for having me on. This is, a, as you and I were just talking a minute ago before we went up, before I got on. What a great time to talk hockey, right? It's yeah, awesome. it certainly is. And uh, you know, if you're a Ranger fan here, you're, you're uh, you know you're grabbing your towel, your uh, whatever your lucky charm <laughs> is here, and you're you know you're you're watching the boys take care of business here, and then and also watching scoreboards and, and hoping they get some help here. And you know, it's funny. Uh, I was joking last night on Twitter with uh, you know our Ranger fans here too. It said not so much worry about the catching the Bruins. We might be able to catch the Isles with the way they're playing these uh, last couple of games. But um, let's get started first. I want to ask you, Colin, uh, what's the experience been like for you covering the team in, in during this pandemic here? Uh, you know, hopefully all of you and yours are healthy and everything at home and stuff. But as far as the uh, the actual work with the uh, not being in the locker rooms, doing the uh, the Zoom post-game, pre-game, the practices, just give everybody a little take on on your experience this year. It's – it's uh... <sighs> it's been different. Um, it, you know, I, I will say, first of all, obviously, the, the world has bigger problems than than my, um, you know, having a different experience covering 
covering a hockey team. Um, you know, this virus is what it is. But um, yeah, it's been different, and and it's it's been it's been uh, not as cool as 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 normally uh, because um, you know we're we're sort of limited by um, post game zooms. Uh, everything is done via Zoom, so even when you go to a game. You watch the game, uh, and there's no locker room, obviously. There's not even a press conference where you go into a room and, and maybe can ask a question and a follow-up question and stuff. It's all done by Zoom. Um, and then so they, they'll bring out whoever they bring out, whatever players they choose to bring out. Um, and then, uh, you know, you get to ask a question. You rarely get to ask a follow-up question. So sometimes, you know, sometimes when a, when a guy answers a question you ask or maybe he doesn't answer it and and you know you want to press him on it you can ask a follow-up question if you're if you're there in the room um that is not uh something that we can do and then the other thing is uh we're all going to end up <clears throat> having access to the same people at the same time mm-hmm. uh and so those of us who cover the team on a daily basis and there are like four of us who do you know more or less we're all we're all going to write the same story, yeah. uh, you know, which is, you know, which is the, which is the main, I don't want to say complaint, but it's the main thing that, that is uh, uncomfortable for us because, you know, you, you know, if you're, if you're a Ranger fan and you like to read Larry Brooks and you like to read Rick Carpinello and hopefully I'm in there somewhere, um, you're going to read like four versions of the same story most, most days mm-hmm. because it's predicated on who we speak to and, you know, that day. Um, and, and so, you know, to, to bring it around full circle, what those of us who are around the team or who cover the team have had to learn to do is sort of do the job differently. And so, uh, you know, maybe I'm writing whatever I want to write, regardless of what players are made available to us. Um, maybe, you know, you're calling somebody on the phone and doing something, um, you know, you're reporting that way. Uh, so, you, you know, you've, you've had to find different ways to do the job. But, yeah, it's it's a lot less satisfying. I will say, though, um, it's it's a lot um, it's a lot easier physically because, <laughs> you know, you're not getting on you're not getting on 6 a.m. flights or 7 a.m. flights to go someplace, um, you know, on the second night of a back to back and things mm-hmm. like that. So you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. So it is easier physically. And, and it does allow me to have more time with my family and stuff, which, which is, uh, you know, you take the good with the bad, I suppose. Absolutely. You always got to take the positives in uh, unique situations, no doubt about it. So, Colin, you know, I know the, uh, the fans have been getting back in the building. Have you been back in the building yet at the Garden yet for any of the coverage? I pick my spots. Yeah, okay. I, I, you know, I've been picking my spots. I, I, I like to go. I, I kind of like to go at least for, you know, they have these multiple games against the same team. I like to go at least one of, of the games. I didn't this this last go around with the two Buffalo games, but I went to both of the Flyers games, and um, you know it's it's cool, but you know the you're always constantly weighing like okay, is it is it worth like it's definitely definitely better to be in the building to see the games because you can I can see what I want to see I, I look at what I want to look at and, I, and I'm you know as opposed to when I'm home and I'm and I'm kind of hoping that MSG shows me what I want to see right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so it's definitely better to be in the building. But you know, post game it, it can get get a little dicey. You know, the other day, the last game I was in, um, they were uh, the Rangers won. It was it was against the Flyers, and the Rangers won the game. 
And, you know, and they do their, the players come out and they raise their sticks and they do all that kind of stuff. And then they're, the, the building is playing this song, right? This blaring the music um, and playing the whole entire song as the people are exiting the building. And then Alexi Lafreniere comes on while the song is still playing. And I literally couldn't hear him on the zoom because the song was playing. So, oh. I mean, you, know, <laughs> you kind of gotta, you kind of gotta live with, you know, with those sort of quirks and stuff like that. It's, I mean, listen, it's not a complaint. It is what it is. Um, you know, Alexi uh, had a great game that night and, and I was kind of a little miffed that I didn't get to hear the first part of his interview, but, uh, but that's just kind of what it is. And so, you know, you're constantly sort of trying to, you know, navigate through those those little bumps and figure out how to do the job better. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely different. But uh, you know, I guess it, it's it's good to have the fans back in the building. It's good to see, you know, what's going on here in the, in the Northeast and hopefully across the rest of the country here. And you know, looking forward to to next season and uh, you know everything that's going on in the NHL. Exactly what you said at the beginning of the show. If you're a hockey fan right now, you're excited about this season. It's been. Uh, just great on pretty much playoff hockey the whole year long. We had a summer, you know, Stanley Cup chase that's going on here. And then obviously we get the whole new season, TV deals, everything else. And hopefully we get back to full capacity sooner than later. So let's whip around back to uh, how the Rangers are doing right now, the situation that they're in, uh, minus the loss, the, um, you know, the Islanders and the Flyers there in between the Devils series. Uh, they've won three in a row. I mean, um, obviously young team, a lot of different challenges this year, Colin, it's been a weird season. We've talked about this over and over here on our podcast here, you know, starting with the Tony D'Angelo stuff at the beginning of the season and Panarin with the Russian situation and, you know, even Quinn being on COVID protocol there and Knobloch coming in and, uh, all those different things. And obviously there's been a love hate here between the, the Ranger fans and coach Quinn. And, uh, but I think when you look at this young team, uh, the rebuild, the reconstruction, the stage they're in here, three years, um, where they're headed, I think on paper you got you got to love what you see, and when it comes together, um, it comes together quite nicely, and, and the future looks really good for this team. Three-one uh, win last night. Um, you know, uh, you know how I want to ask you quick is in, in addition to the game, you know, and you covering this team and the NHL this year with the schedule, it's very hard to gauge a team as opposed to years past because they're playing every other night pretty much. And it's always playoff intensity. So they, they just can't bring it the way you want them to bring it. And sometimes it takes a period or two for them to get it together. And sometimes it takes a game or two to get together. And I think an instance like that against Buffalo, um, you know, who's got nothing to lose right now, where they struggle in the first period, but then Laffy gets on the board, Mika gets on the board, and, and, they, and they take care of business last night. But talk about that maybe you in terms of covering the team this year, seeing some of those things in terms of fatigue, uh, the intensity, uh, mistakes they've made along the way, and then we'll, we'll, we'll discuss them in terms of how may they, they may or may not get into the playoffs here. Uh, you know, I think it's – I don't know if it's physical fatigue. I mean, physical fatigue is certainly a part of it. But I think some of it is mental fatigue. I mean, they played the Devils four games in a row. Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't even have another team in there to break them up. They've played, you know, you, you know, all the teams are playing interdivision only. So you're, you know, in this case, you have eight teams in, in, the, in the East Division. So you're playing seven other teams eight times apiece. Uh, you know, I'd like to see them play Tampa Bay. I'd like to see them play Carolina, Columbus. You know, they, you know I, I, I'd like to see, I'd like to see a little bit more of that. I mean, it's just, it's, Playing the Devils four times in a row, playing Buffalo two times in a row—it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's very difficult. And 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 you look at you look at that Devil series as an example of what I'm talking about. 
you know, the Devils had, this is right after the trade deadline, right? The Devils had traded away everybody. Yeah. The Rangers had been the youngest team in the league the entire season up until the trade deadline. And the Devils literally traded, you know, traded away, like almost everybody was over 30, right? They traded away Paul Mary and they traded Zajac and they, and they got rid of Sammy Botman. And, and so all of a sudden now the Devils, the Devils are the youngest team in the, in the league. And, and the Rangers played them right after the trade deadline four games in a row they shut them out the first two games right and, and uh you know they were kind of on autopilot those first two games and then the last two games you, you could almost see like uh you know the, the rangers got up big in both of them and the devils came back because the rangers kind of took their foot off the gas and that's that's just kind of a function of the fact that you're playing the same team so many times in a row mm-hmm. and it's just hard to beat them you know every time and and yet you know the position that the rangers were in you know, vis-a-vis trying to get into the playoffs or stay in the hunt, um, they needed to beat them all those games. I mean, they couldn't win three out of four against the Devils. They had to win four out of four. They couldn't split with the Sabres. They needed to, to win both of these games. Yeah. And it's it's difficult to do when you're when you're playing a team, you know, uh, that many times in a row, just to kind of get up mentally. Yeah, we did this the other day. You know what I mean? Like, so that's that's been the biggest thing. But yes, the physical thing too uh, is obviously a factor, and and nobody knows to what extent COVID has played a part in this. Um, Mika Zibanejad is the perfect example. I mean, look at a guy that, gosh, if you look at his stats now today, they're almost right where they should be. Right? I mean, he scored his twentieth goal last night. I'm looking at the stats right now. He's got 46. Po- he's got 20 goals and 46 points in 50 games. So that's almost a point a game. That's right where he should be. And yet, most of that damage has been done in the last 23 or 24 games since mm-hmm. March 17th. You know, I mean, he broke out against the the, the Flyers with that three goal, three assist night on on St. Patrick's Day, and he's been he's been tearing it up ever since. I think he leads the, the NHL in goals since the, March 17th with 17. Right. So. That means prior to March 17th, he had three. Um, so, you know, and he's he's a guy that – he's the first guy that told us that he had COVID, um, you know, in training camp. And he flew over from Sweden, he got here, and then we didn't see him. Wow. <laughs> then, you know, they had a 10-day training camp, and we didn't see him until, like, you know, the very, very end. Uh, and he told us he had COVID. So now you wonder, well, okay, so is the first 20 or so games the reason he didn't score and the reason he didn't produce is because he was getting over COVID? We don't know. He won't admit that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it does – so you don't know what you're looking at. If you Even if you look at – all right, look at the standings, right, and you see that Buffalo and New Jersey are at the bottom. Um, and And that's not a surprise. They were at the bottom of the standings last year. But – both of those teams were shut down for a long time because of COVID. And both of those teams were not at the bottom when they were shut down because of COVID. And then all of a sudden they come back from COVID and, you know, Buffalo goes 18 games without winning a game. So, you know, you don't know what to make of it and you don't know how much COVID has played a part in, in, in all of this. And, and, you know, you know, from a Rangers standpoint and perspective, I mean, they've had a couple guys who had COVID, right? Kako had COVID. Yep. Um, Jad had COVID at the start of the season. Kevin Rooney had COVID. So they have had guys who had COVID. Brett, Brett Howden had COVID. The coaching staff had COVID. Um, but they haven't had like eight, nine guys, 10 guys. They had 17 guys on the COVID list. Yeah. You know, so they haven't, they haven't been impacted um, as severely as some of these other teams. And so, you know, they've kind of 
um, done, you know, well. Uh, and I think, you know, in, in, to be, you know, to be honest, at the beginning of the season, when we were making our predictions, which are not worth that much, to be quite honest, <laughs> I thought that this is exactly where they'd be. I thought that they would make the playoffs because the way they came on at the end of last season, I thought, showed me that, you know, they were a, a young team with a lot of talent and, and they were going to fight. And they had Panarin um, <laughs> as yeah. the manager. And so here we are at the end of the season with six games to go and they're, you know, they're four points out of a playoff spot with six games to go. But as you pointed out, they're five behind the Islanders and they have the Islanders in a, in a home and home coming up. Uh, so, I mean, if they sweep that two games, guess what? I mean, they've got the Islanders right in their sights. So they're there. I mean, they're, they're, they're there or thereabouts and, and, given all the stuff that they've had to deal with, you know, Zibanejad not being himself in the first half of the season, Panarin, you mentioned going through his, uh, you know, his leave of absence when he left the team for nine games. Um, I think it's a good spot for them. And I think, as you say, this season was always that, that bridge season. And next season is the season where I think they've been looking towards, okay, now we got to make noise next year, you know? And so, and so here we are, but it's pretty exciting that they, you know, They've they've been talking for the last I don't know three three or so weeks about playing quote unquote meaning meaningful games yeah and these games are certainly meaningful because you know listen if they if they win Thursday against the Islanders that that'll put a lot of pressure on the Islanders and and you can almost see too <laughs> you know after that game you know, they, they got killed by the Islanders, right? And, you know, 6-1. And then the next game, you know, they, they lose to the Flyers 3-2. And you could see they were down, and they were almost like they, – they almost knew that it was over. They were, I think, eight points back of Boston at that point. And, yeah. Uh, and, they, and, they, and you could see in the postgame zooms and hear – you know, you could see the looks on guys' faces. You could hear the words they were saying. And, and they were almost like, you know, yeah, you know, we understand the math. We're going to play, you know, we're going to fight till the end. And then, you know, and then they, they come out with an inspired performance the next game against Philadelphia, and they win. And Boston happens to lose to Buffalo that night, you know. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, so, all right, we're, we're not down eight anymore. Now we're down six. And then, then they get Buffalo for the next two games, and then they win. Boston loses to Pittsburgh, and now they're down four again. And, 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 la and, and after this second Buffalo game, I'm telling you, you see these guys on the Zooms, and it's like a different, a different thing. I mean, they're all up. They're talking fast. Uh, they're wired. You know, they're they are in it, and and uh, and that's why that's why I said to you, I, I just think that this is a really really fun time to be talking hockey. Yeah, you know, it's 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 interesting. Uh, you know, it's amazing because if if they go out and just if they get into the psyche and, and win that game tomorrow night, that first one against the Islanders. Um, just what that'll do to the Islanders, you know, for the second game. And, and, and for the fan base here, you know, we're on the cusp because, you know, you, we saw how good they were doing there uh, right at the end of 2019 as they were, you know, it was up in the air. Were they going to make the playoffs? But they were playing really good, you know, against Dallas and then Colorado. They got the tie that night. The team was gelling tight. Um, the camaraderie's there. Everybody was, you know, uh, pretty much in the lineup at the time, except even for Kreider. And it was funny. He was even skating in practice. It looked like he was going to make this right. amazing comeback and everything. Right. And then, obviously, it shuts down. Granted, we get through the summer tournament. They lose, but we get Laffy out of that. And then you, you, here we are again, the fan base and everything else, and we're close again. And 
it's it's kind of like this. You know, it's great for us. You you got to be pumped for it. You got these these last six games. You, you couldn't ask for anything better. You know, um, as far as the team and the organization, they've got everybody on paper in the lineup except obviously Truby here, but pretty much healthy. And as far as the defensive core, all the guys have been chipping in and just doing a great job there. As far as lingering and um, you know Foxy and and, uh, and Cam's been just phenomenal this year. And and they've figured out the you know the goaltending is steady here with Chesty and and the guys all up front. And you could see what Quinn was doing last night as far as the power play he had you know Kreider and Mika and Panarin and and Foxy and Strom out there he kept them out long because he he, he wanted you could just sense that they got to get this game they got to win it and he was pushing everything so it's a nice mix of everything that they've got going on here but again it's um you know if you're a Ranger fan you're you're on the cusp here again that you know they might not make it and this is what I want to ask you how do you look at this season one way or the other obviously it's fun they're in it uh what more could you ask for but, you know, what you were talking about, this is a bridge season uh, as far as the future looking brighter and who knows what happens with the expansion draft and free agency and everything else. They're all great problems to have. But y- you have to think that maybe, Colin, you know, how teams are going to uh, – fans or the organization might exhale after this season because I think even with uh, Coach Quinn, all the adversity, all the different things you brought up, and, and you bring up a great point about Mika and him losing those games uh, at the beginning of the season two, also incorporating this very weird season. Um, you know, what do you take from this if they don't make it? Obviously, if they make it in, you want to get that playoff experience. It'll be phenomenal. It'll be huge. But give me your take is if, if they do end up falling short again – two years in a row and obviously a wild weird two years. I think, I think they're playing with house money at the moment. I, I do. Um, if you look at their roster, man, I mean, <laughs> you got a 19 year old, two 20 year old, two 21 year olds, right? Uh, you, you've got Lafreniere who just scored his 10th goal uh, Tuesday night. Um, he's, I just looked at the stats this morning. He is now up to 12th in rookie scoring right now. He's, he's not going to win rookie of the year. The guy in Minnesota is probably going to do that. Um, uh, Kaprizov. Um, but look at the way he's coming on. Uh, look at, you know, I mean, and Capocaco doesn't have the numbers that, you know, we'd all like to see him have, but if you watch his games, and you see how he, you know, he, he holds possession of the puck and, and see how much better he is in his own end and, and, you know, with the takeaways and all that. I mean, like, he's really a lot better player this season than he was last year when he was, you know, he was an 18-year-old coming over from a foreign country, speaking a second language, um, living with a host family in Westchester. Um, now he's, he's kind of like one of the guys for, you know, he's not like the little kid that, you know, everybody has to look out for anymore. He's a, mm-hmm. he's a guy who's pulling his own weight. And and then, you know, you look at, you know, you mentioned Keandre Miller. I mean, you know, I, I knew once I saw him in, in that July training camp um, that this guy was going to be the real deal for them. But you couldn't have booked on that, right? You could, you had to kind of give yourself cover in case, you know, he didn't pan out because a lot of times that doesn't happen. But he's panned out, yeah. right? So he's, you know, now you have a 6'5", 210-pound guy back there. Who you know he's not especially physical, but he's really good and smart, man. And, he's so smart, and, back yeah. Then. He's smart. He's got that great reach, and then he's not afraid to go up and he's not afraid to shoot. And you know he was a forward up until he was 16, so he has offensive instincts. And and I uh, didn't know that, Colin. Uh, Very good. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. He was a, he was a forward until he was 16. They switched into defense, and then you know actually that was the thing when the Rangers drafted him. He was only 18 at that point. He don't he'd only been playing defense for like one or two seasons. Um, and so that was an interesting uh, call on their part. But look at what he is. So if you look at their team, right, 
as I said, youngest team in the league most of the season until the Devils sold off everybody. Um, and you look at uh, two rookies that are that are key parts of their team in, in uh, Lafreniere and Miller, who are our roommates, by the way. Um, and you look at Kako making serious strides in his second year. He's 20. Filipino's 21. Um, and now you 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 add uh, actually so now there's there's three 21 year olds because I forgot I forgot how could I forget Vitaly Kraft right <laughs> to see what he's done coming over from the KHL so they have 19 uh, two 20 year olds because Zach Jones is playing right now yeah uh, and three 21 year olds and then you forget that Adam Fox is still only 23 and in his second season. Right. So because you look at what he does on a nightly basis and, and, you know, this is a guy we're talking about as, you know, Hey, he's got to be in the, the conversation for Norris trophy. And yet he's 23 and in the second season, like, just, just think about that. So when you look at their roster and you see that they have, what is it? Four 23 year olds, three 21 year olds, two 20 year olds and a 19 year old. I mean, that's uh that's a team that's not built for now. That's a team that's built for next year and beyond. So uh, what they're getting right now, you know, just to finish up the point, is these games are huge. No, they're not playoff games, and you'd like to see them get into the playoffs for sure. But as you said earlier, this whole season has been like a playoff season, yeah. right? I mean, just the, you know, the, the intradivisional nature of it, you're playing the Flyers, you're playing the, the Islanders, you're playing the, you know, the Bruins eight times. Um and these games are massive. So these guys are playing, and they have to win them all, right? Yep. And they've and they've had to take care of business, and they've won three in a row, and then they lost two in a row before that, but they won four in a row against the Devils. So that you know, so that means they've won seven out of their last nine. And you know, and sure, six of them are against the Devils and the Sabers, and one's against the Flyers. But it's still a matter of finding a way to do what you got to do to hang in, and then. You know, you need a little help on the out-of-town scoreboard, of course. And so the Islanders losing three straight and, and Boston losing a couple in a row has certainly helped. And they've gotten the help. But you know what? You have to be in position. You have to do what you need to do to be in the position where if you get that help, it's meaningful, right? And they've done that. And and I think whether they get there or not, and certainly if they get there, you know, kudos to them. But even if they don't get there, they'll be able to point to, hey, listen, Look how close we came. Look how much our kids grew up. And uh, I think next year, you know, they'll, they'll have now, they'll have now next year, the pressure will be on. You know, you can't miss next year. You can't miss by one point next year. Yeah. You got to get in and you probably want to win around. Right. And then, um, and so this summer, they're going to have some decisions to make. Like, do we need, you know, what do we need to add? Um, you know, I, I would think the goaltending situation is settled. Um, the defense to me uh, is really young. You know, I, I, I can see them wanting to bring in, another, you know, people, people overlook Truba, but look what he does for that defense. I mean, you know, look, look at the defense without him. You got three 23 year old guys, a 21 year old and a 20 year old. And that's your, that's five of your six, you know, yep. <laughs> and the sixth guy is Brendan Smith who, you know, God bless him. He's, he's really, he's really been, um, great for this team but um wouldn't you like a guy you know who is similar age you know 30 something 29 maybe 33 whatever that's 
you know, had recent playoff success or maybe won a cup or, or, or something like that to, to kind of be another veteran back there. I mean, can you really go into next season with five kids and, and Truba? <laughs> you know, I don't think so. You probably want to get, so, I mean, so there's things that you need to get, you, you know, you, you probably want a physical forward who can chip in uh, in a top nine role. Um, you know, you want Brendan Lemieux, <laughs> you know, yeah. you want a better Brendan Lemieux. You know what I mean? They, they, they had him, he couldn't crack the top nine. Eventually they traded him. But so now you want to go get a guy who's going to be in your top nine, who's going to force his way into your top nine and can, and can play, you know, give you what, you know, Jared Stahl gives Carolina, you know, that big guy, maybe a center who can win faceoffs. So you start looking at things that, okay, well, what do we need to add? You know, because we've got this core. We've got, we've got uh, Panarin and we've got Zibanejad and we've got Fox and we've got Shesterkin. And you start with those, you know, those four and you kind of want to build around those guys. And, and, and you got to so, – so it's a critical offseason, I, I would say, for management to make sure that they don't make a mistake. You know, you got to get the right guy to, you know, to take you to the next step. And – um but I, you know, I listen. I, I've got to have confidence in them because everything that they've done so far has worked out. Yeah, and next year too, they got to make room for guys like maybe you know Schneider and Barron and Lundqvist. And man, they got all kinds of good problems, no doubt about it, Colin, for the future. So uh, I mean, that is the great aspect of of this team. No matter how they end up here uh, at the end of the season, the, the future, no doubt, is is in good shape and. Uh, I think they're going to be ahead of the. I think they are ahead of the game plan here, and I think they're going to be better for it uh, going forward. And and when we get a full season again, and and like you were saying, getting getting the opportunity to see them play against all the other stars in the league, all the other systems in the league, uh, getting Quinn uh, more experience again, coaching against all the other great veteran coaches in the league too. Um, that'll be something that hopefully we can all look forward to and see this team continue to grow. Colin, last thing uh, um, before I let you go here, and again, thank you so much for joining me here on Go Rangers Radio. Um, you know, the, the Rangers, look, it's obviously, they got to go out and win. They got to do what they got to do here in these last six games. going to be exciting. The one guy I want to ask you about before I let you go is, um, because I love him. I think the team loves him. I think he loves being here <laughs> so much, you know, with his smiles and his, and his hugs and everything out. Uh, and everything else. But that's Lafreniere here. Alexi's just been uh, something else. You know, he, he got his 10th goal last night. Um, you know, not necessarily lighting up the point sheets uh, like everybody expected, but I think that that's okay. Uh, there's something about him, though. I mean, he's such a talented kid. He's proved himself uh, in, in every other aspect as far as World Juniors and uh, and the Canadian Leagues and everything else. And I think, you know, he's he's also been a trooper here. I think that's been a great thing about this team as well. Not only are they young, very experienced, very talented, but I think the guys have been very professional uh, off the ice. Obviously, we had the, the Tony D situation beginning of the season. Uh, the organization took care of that. But I think that's something that I think should be a big thing for a fan base and an organization is that your your players also seem to be just very uh, high-quality guys, carry themselves well, uh, not only on the ice but off the ice as well. So talking about Laffy here too, I think he's got the makings. I think he's going to be a huge star um, you know, down the road. And I wanted to get your opinion. You watching him game in, game out. You talk about uh, Capo here. You, you can see it. He's becoming a, a bigger, play, better player. You can see uh, the, uh, Buchnevich de- developing as well, too. And you can go on about Foxy and all the other guys. But talk about this young kid that we got out of losing to Carolina last year and, um, you know, your take on, on where he fits into this organization, this team, uh, not only now, but what, you, what your outlook is for him in the future. Well, I, I tell you what, that was uh, that was a crazy bit of luck 
for uh, for the Rangers to get him, to just have him drop into their laps. I mean, he wasn't part of the plan in yeah. this rebuild, right? Um, but, no, he's been great. In fact, I, I, I wrote a story uh, last week. I forget the days run into each other. But I think I wrote a story last week about just how happy he always is. Um, you know, like every time they show him on MSG, he's smiling, he's laughing, <laughs> he's, he's having a really good time. And, and uh, you know, I asked him on his And he hasn't even gotten the him. big contract yet, Colin. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> no, I, you know, but, but, you know, you wonder whether that's just, you know, you feel like, oh, as, as the youngest guy on the team, I have to be this way. No, that's, that's, that's who he is, he says. You know, that's, that's how he's always been. He's happy for everybody when they do stuff. And then, you know, as far as what he's doing, um, you know, again, 10th goal uh, Tuesday uh, and, and starting to come on. And, and, the, and the coach said he's playing um, the last month or so. He's been playing awesome. And, and uh, the last, I don't know, couple of weeks it's been, maybe it's been two full weeks. Uh, he's playing up with, with Zabanajad and, and Buchnevich. And, and, and that threesome seems to be clicking right now. I think it took a while for him and and the coach you know and, and the coaches you know Quinn has said look you know it's been tough on rookies because you know you didn't really have a training camp to speak of you know 10 days you know of which it's really not 10 days because the first the first day is off ice testing and then there's two two uh rest days in there so it's really like seven days of practicing <laughs> no preseason games um and, and you know, and not a lot of practice time because of a compressed schedule. So uh, it's been tough on all these pure rookies. And, and uh, if you look at you know who's you know dominating the rookie uh, scoring and things like that, it's guys that are seasoned professionals in other leagues that have come over, and this is their first year. Kaprizov uh, in particular, and 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 Shisterkin and Ilya Sorokin, and and guys like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, but so for a for a true a teenager to come in, uh, you know, it, it's it's it, it it would have been hard for him to hit the ground running. You know what I mean? Like he's you know because his he hasn't even seen his family since the season started. Think about that. Yeah. He, you know he's he's come down from Quebec and uh, you know Quebec province, um, and and is because of because of COVID and 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 travel restrictions and and the like his family can't come and watch him play. He doesn't get to go to Canada so that they can see him play. Um, he, he's just not been around them at all. So he's almost going through what, what Kako did last year um, in the sense of, you know, the family's not there to support and all that kind of stuff. And so the team's really taken the job on of supporting him in whatever way it can. Uh, but he's just a happy guy, and he, and he seems to um, – I won't say finally because I think it's always been there and he's always shown signs, but um, he seems to be reaching a point now where like he's good with this. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, uh, he's going to pretty soon, you know, if, if you haven't started figuring it out yet, pretty soon you're going to see the real potential that he has. And um, he's got all the skills. He's big. Um he can play physical if he needs to, but, you know, he goes to the dirty areas. The goal he scored Tuesday was, you know, a goal where he's, he's going into the slot calling for the puck, you know, and, and Ryan Strom uh, wins the, the puck, you know, off the, off the boards, hears him calling for it, looks up and sees him and passes it to him. And then he just like, you know, pops it in, you know, in, in one motion. So, I mean, he's got those kinds of skills. And, and I, I would think, you know, he won't win rookie of the year, uh, I don't know that he'll make the all-rookie team, 
but he's going to be really good. He's going to be a, a, a big time player for them uh, as soon as next season. Um, and, and, and I just think that, that that's the wild card here. I mean, they knew in this rebuild that they had a plan, right? They, they, they drafted a bunch of defensemen, you know, they, they, you know, that they had the, the three first round picks in, in 2018 and two of them were defensemen, you know, Miller and Neil Blunkus. Um, and, and they, they were like, okay, we're going to have to get lucky once in a while, you know, maybe get lucky a little bit. And they, and they won the lottery and got Kako. And then they won the lottery again, you know, and get this guy. <laughs> that was not part of the plan. So um, I do think that as a player, he is going to be a star. Um, but, but the other thing is, as a personality, I think he's going to be one of those guys that kind of lifts other people up. You yeah. know, when, when a guy has a bad, you know, bad shift or something, he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be able to say, hey, man, don't worry about it. We'll get it back. You know, that kind of thing. So I think, you know, beyond the production of however many goals and however many points, I think he's going to be one of those presences in the locker room that is going to lift everybody else. And he's, he's, he's going to be, um, he's going to be a gem for them. I, I really do. I mean, you know, knock wood, everything, uh, everything goes okay. And, you know, he stays healthy and everything. He's, he's going to be uh, a good, good Ranger for a long, long time. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, Colin. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they have a lot of special kids on this team, but I think he's going to be just a, a huge superstar. I think we the best is yet to come for Alexei Lafreniere and the rest of this Ranger team. Colin, uh, your aces, man. You gave me a lot more time than I asked you for. I know how busy you are, and I appreciate it. I love your coverage, and I can't thank you enough for coming on the show with us, me today, and uh, I really appreciate it. I look forward to your coverage this weekend. The Islanders... Uh, and the Bruins and the Caps coming up. But uh, stay safe and healthy. And if the Rangers get into the playoffs, man, hopefully we can do this again before uh, we go to the beaches. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be happy to. You just uh, hang on to my number and let's do it again. All right. Thank you so much, Colin. I really appreciate your time. Take care. Colin Stevenson, ladies and gentlemen, joining us today on Go Rangers Radio. Always great talking to Colin. Really appreciate that. And Go Rangers Radio rolls on. Got any questions for Polly? Tag us at Go Rangers Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And now, slower than a Ron Duguay forecheck, faster than a John Agrodnick line change, and unable to guarantee anything like Mark Messier. Here's Cuthbert. All right, guys, it's sponsor time right now on Go Rangers Radio. So, hey, yeah, you, you got Bush? You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor. Manscaped. After using these life-changing products, you're going to want to join a ball sack beauty contest. Really? Okay. I'm looking out for you because I also have an exclusive 20% off discount. So use the code GORANGERSGO or GORANGERS at manscaped.com and get 20% off all your purchases and free shipping. That's right. I said free shipping. Okay? So you got to take care of this. All right? Take care of yourself. Manscaped is dedicated to uh, helping you level up your full-body grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. The kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. That's the thing here, guys. They got all kinds of stuff. It's not just, you know, the trimmer and the nose clippers and all that other stuff. They got all kinds of stuff here. Deodorant, uh, oils, all great stuff, all right? Um, their trimmer is the best to help you trim up the hedges. The trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller. It's true. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, 
ball deodorant, making sure your balls are smelling majestic before your Tinder date, really. Okay, you'll also find the Crop Reviver, Ball Toner, a spray-on testy toner that's designed to make your balls smell irresistible. Be sure to add the refined cologne to your arsenal. With a perfect package or performance package purpose, you get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, I got one of these, it's awesome, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. Great set of boxes comes with this stuff, man. You got to get it. So, look, you want to go to go uh, manscaped.com and you want to, uh, you know, use the code GORANGERS or GORANGERSGO and you'll get 20% off plus free shipping, okay? You got to use the code, though. Manscaped.com, GORANGERS or GORANGERSGO, either one, whatever you prefer. Type it long, type it short. It's up to you. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for your bush trimming experience, okay? Once again... Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the code GORANGERSGO or GORANGERS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, okay? It's 2021, and you still got bush. You got to take care of yourself, all right? So change all that with Manscaped, and go get this perfect package kit. And again, anything you guys want, just check out manscaped.com. It's just great. They got all kinds of great stuff. Um, And you can use our code to get discounts off anything you guys want over there. And free shipping. Which is huge. All right. Manscaped.com. Thank you so much. All right. Well, that puts a wrap on this week's episode. I want to thank Colin Stevenson for hanging with me here today. Just great stuff. Really enjoyed that interview. And Colin gave me a lot of extra time there. So uh, he's aces. Uh, really appreciate it. And I want to thank you guys again for tuning in, for downloading, subscribing. Keep shooting me some feedback. Hit me up on the Twitter. You know where to find me. Echo Rangers Radio, obviously, with the uh, main account. And then you can always hit me up at Cuthbert Live on my personal account, too. Um, you guys are the best. Really appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hang in there, folks. A couple of huge games here against the Islanders. The next six will be fun. Uh, we'll be back here next Wednesday, and we'll see what kind of situation the Rangers are in before they uh, dance with the Bruins close out the regular season at least so cross your fingers cross your legs cross everything grab all your lucky charms get it all together and let's uh let's go over the edge with these guys and hopefully they get us into uh the playoffs if not hey future looks bright. things are going good all right with that said once again thanks to colin stevenson uh for coming on the show today and again thanks to all you guys for hanging out and as always let's go rangers